Ingrid. Oh my God, what a day. Did you think I was dead? <laughs> no, I, no, no, because I saw that you had, had read my message. <laughs> but usually I reply, like it was so nice. You said happy Valentine's Day, <laughs> nothing, nothing. Aww. Happy Valentine's Day. There's my card for Gemma. <laughs> we just we just do little things. I think that's great. Yeah, I took, it, took it extremely literal this this time. <laughs> that's awesome. Right? I got to make this a little brighter. Hang on. Okay, that is funny. I love the way you guys do your relationship. We're just I love so it. stupid. I yeah. Love it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got a we got a big score here. We've got comedian Amy T. Aha! Uh -huh. Oh, dapper as usual. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All decked out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving that jacket. Right. <laughs> you all dapper. Happy Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, indeed. Love I the did jacket. Not I, Thank you. Looking smashing, or as they say over here, banging. Banging. <laughs> it's been a while, been a minute. Uh, I would say so. Uh, an entire lifetime has happened for me, for sure, as will you. You don't even live in the country anymore. Honest to God, Amy, the last time we saw each other was like 2009. Oh, I didn't know you guys know each other, like know each other. We do shenanigans, I would say. How do I not know? Why would I be surprised? It's the five degrees from Denise. Everyone knows Denise. Anyone who's anyone. Anyone who's anyone. Exactly. Yeah, honestly, we had we had a we had a good time. We had a good time back then. And I have uh been following you ever since. And it's been like the evolution of Amy T. <laughs> Completely different person now. <laughs> I, uh, I I absolutely am an entirely different person. Although I tell the story of being on that cruise with you, and the hurricane, and uh, oh, you were on that cruise. <laughs> I heard about yeah. that cruise. And Everyone's nobody can cruise. believe. Yes. Like it's so hard to tell somebody. We were in a hurricane. We went <laughs> through a hurricane. The boat was like this, <sighs> and people were throwing up everywhere. There was green apples rolling around events canceled <laughs> comedians were on stage trying to do their thing like this and they just said you know what no no we're not doing it yeah everybody was sick for the first two days it was it was just incredible to see yeah. that pool just go the water coming up and over and hitting the dj hitting the dj thing i was like oh man this is something yeah <laughs> That was my first cruise too. Like, man, talk about a baptism by fire. Oh wow. I didn't, I didn't wow. know that. But yeah, that was intense that 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 year. Yeah. It was well, you know, Jay, the reason for pretty much the five degrees of Denise, as you call it, is because <laughs> every lesbian in the continental US mm -hmm. abroad was on that was on that boat. <laughs> yeah, they all know about that cruise. Where was I? Why wasn't I on that cruise? <laughs> the bond. It's a bond that you just, yeah. you know, when you've gone uh, through something like that with people, it it definitely is a bond. Yeah. <laughs> that was wicked. It really was. But then after that, good times, good times. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But yeah, so like, you know, I think I, I've been following, probably before that, you know, following you and your career. And like I said, it's just been this amazing evolution to to this point and it's all kind of come full circle isn't it you've been happily married for how many how many years now we just celebrated 10 years of wedded bliss uh, about uh, martin luther king day we got married on martin luther king day and uh we'll be together 14 years this coming june that's I awesome also love jd i know you always tell me oh denise i love your relationship and how funny you guys are i love the way Amy and her wife troll each other on Facebook. <laughs> I've seen Seriously. some of that. Yeah. I live for it. I live for it. It's amazing. <laughs> what yeah, she thing. always says she's funnier than me. I just have the microphone. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Honestly, you and go. she catches she catches the perfect videos and pictures. 
she's yeah. yeah she's like she should have been like paparazzi or something because she's much better than you know she's a psych nurse practitioner so that helps this up here oh, and, sure. uh, but she uh yeah she's so stealthy with the with the video i i love it <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, saw one the, you were blowing the leaves in your bathrobe or raking leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love these little insights to your home life. You know? <laughs> yeah, I get a pretty good life. That's for sure. Honestly, I, I love it. I love it. And a good car, always. I do. I do. I, that is my thing. I do enjoy my vehicles. So I'm currently driving a Tesla right now. Um, I know. I know. I'm, I'm looking. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I am. I am looking to uh, trade that out in the next uh, couple of months. So I'm actually. It, it, I make my wife crazy because it's like every couple of years I need a new car, and I make her insane um, by talking about it incessantly until it happens. So that has been the topic of discussion the last few weeks of like, hey, what, what am I getting for a car now? And she's like, I don't care. And then like, you know what it is? Is like we have this conversation. And then she's like, you're not getting this, you're not getting a Tesla, you're not getting a Porsche, like all these things. And then like, I just wear her down to the point that she, I make her ears bleed. She can't take it anymore. And it's just like, do what you want. I don't care. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it works again. <laughs> right, right, at the, right at the tail end of a lease. It's perfect. <laughs> exactly. So you know when to start and you know when it ends and you know when the lease is up. It's all, a, yeah, right. that's absolutely perfect. Right. I have to say, like, that's one of the things over here that I, I couldn't care less about because I don't drive. So mm -hmm. when it comes time for us to get a car, I'm just like, <laughs> do what you okay. want. My wife drives, but, and we don't normally ever have to take it anywhere because we're always taking like a train or a tube or, you know, a cab or a car service. So it's just kind of like, it, I don't even, it's, I don't even really know why we have it. I don't, I think it just it looks like somebody's home all the time, you know? <laughs> It's always there it's always in front of the house <laughs> but nice. yeah yeah i mean really, really fill it up with gas every five months six months maybe it's nice. yeah yeah we just really don't have to use it that much you know i mean i think it's it's i mean you have to have it but um yeah it's i felt bad this past year because they they're kind of like trying to phase out diesel cars and um you know certain things with emissions and all that and they have cameras on the road now so if your car is of a certain year and they know that the emissions are bad there's a tax for it and you have to pay that tax online or you'll you know they'll uh, you, it'll take a picture and and send you a bill so yeah, it's it's stealthy. It's stealthy and it's um and everybody complains about it. But that was one of the reasons that forced us to get a car because there was absolutely nothing wrong with with the old one other than it fell between those years. And um so she was just like, you know what, let's just do it. You know, let's just do it. Go get the regulated kind. I don't want to be dealing with things in the mail and worrying about cameras and all that. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just along for the ride. <laughs> On either side, right? She could drive the car on, if she's here, she can um, drive as well. No, the rule it. is, the rule is she drives here and I drive when I'm in the States. Oh. So, you know, it's, it's just uh, easier that way. I'm sure she could. Like there's yeah. a lot of times where I'm like backing up and doing something and she goes, do you want me to just reverse into it? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I, I got this. Got it. I play, Grand Theft, I play Grand Theft Auto so that I always keep my abilities to drive. <laughs> you need that for Miami and Coral Springs. and Exactly. Oh my God, of course. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a different way of life. You know, like it really is very different. You know, I mean, like I've seriously been here 13 years. I, I learned something new every day. And if you, if you want to jump in to it, like, you know, buy a house. Because nothing is the nothing is like the homes here are nothing like the homes in oh. the states, you know. So uh, changing a light bulb, which is the, like, like how how many lesbians does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> I don't know because I can't change them here. Can't figure it out. Really? There's a million different kinds of light bulbs here, like two prongs, screw in, smaller body, larger body, larger body with these two little prongs on it. Does it, has yeah. a, does it have a transformer connected? 
for the can. Like I'm, I can't do it. Like it's the dumbest thing that's called. <laughs> can you come and change a light bulb in the bathroom, Greg? So yeah, it's it's humiliating. And you know, growing up, I never had like a boiler or radiators or mm. weird things that leak in the attic. Uh. I don't know any of this, so it's just. It's immense. It is absolutely immense. It's a it's a learning experience every day. So, um, you know, I don't think, I don't know, I could probably be here 30 years and still say, I don't really feel like I fit in here. <laughs> you know? but I walk around in NFL clothing. Nobody knows what it means. It's great. Oh, Nobody okay. gives me shit for being a Bills fan over here. They don't even know what it is. Perfect. Right. Yeah, it's perfect. But Amy, let's talk about you. Sure, what do you want to know? I, first of all, I have to say, I love that a lot of your comedy nights and things that you host and headline and everything are charity driven, like the one you have coming up. Like, it's just amazing. Do these places reach out to you or do you research them or do you put these things together? Uh, a lot of times they reach out to me and then because I've been doing so many of them, like, right, like now pride season will be coming up. And so it just interconnected and it's like, Oh, I saw that you were here last year. Would you come to our event this year? So, uh, I'm, and that's just an amazing way to do what I love and still be able to give back. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's such a win-win for everybody. Cause I mean, that's where I feel most alive in my life is when I'm on stage with a microphone and spotlight. So to be able to give money to, you know, a dog rescue or a homeless shelter or whatever. Like that's just the icing on the cake as well. It's awesome. I, I, I feel the same way with the, yeah, I do you do that a lot too, don't you? Yeah, it is. It's so sweet. I love it. And I, I, the other thing I really, really love is that you have never hidden uh, any of your, your hard times and your battles. Um, yeah. I mean, like you have found a, a way not only to get through it, uh, you know, um, but to shine a light on it and have some laughs up there on stage. And it's just, it's really, really, not only is it inst- instantly, you, you like, it's it's one of those things that takes your breath away. Like, oh my God, somebody's talking about this in front of people. You know, it's like, thank God that you are because it's, it's inspiring and people need that. You know, like, I feel like it's almost a, in a weird way, like a responsibility. Um, you know, uh, you know, Denise, you know me in a different lifetime um, and for mm. different reasons and you've seen me in a different capacity. Yeah. And when I got sober and was diagnosed, which was the year after that we met, um, uh, I realized like, you know, at that point I was like almost 35 years old and wow, uh, I had done a lot of damage, um, to personal relationships, professional relationships. Um, and when you like take a step back and you look at the carnage and the shrapnel that you created, um, you know, it's humbling and, uh, to get sober and get your mental health under control and, um, and to like make amends and and at that point making amends you know people can accept it or not and they don't have to um and that's okay um but the biggest apology you can do is have changed behavior and that was i think me going at um having changed behavior and you can see from afar that, you know, this isn't the person that I wanted to be, or that was really probably me. Um, I had good foundation. I had good bones, but, uh, it wasn't it. So then when I looked at that, I'm like, I'm 35 years old. I went through most of my life like this. How many other people are out there like me that didn't even know that something else, you know, whether it's trauma or mental health and it's all, you know, everything's always a symptom of something else. Right. Right. Um, that I really threw myself into, and then having the comedy background and platform just made it so much easier to speak out um, easy enough. So having, yeah, like, so being able to be on stage talking about bipolar disorder and talking about my addiction and substance use um, is like a fun backhanded way of educating through the comedy, making it a little bit light so that people come on, like you said, it is a little bit of shock value. Uh, I think we're talking about it so much more now than we did 14 years ago when I was, was, you know, first talking about it. 
Um, and but it, it it takes the tension off of such a serious subject. And at the end of the day, I don't care what show I'm doing. Somebody will always come up and go, "Thank you for talking about that." My my mom, my sister, my uncle, my brother, whatever. Somebody's somebody is is interconnected somehow that it's affected their their life or their family. So they appreciate the the you know the the, the conversation about it. Yeah, it's um, you know. I would go as far as to say that you were a part of that shining a spotlight on it, um, you know, uh, releasing a little bit of the stigma that comes with it uh, in, in a way that was so, it, it's so, it's such a personal thing, you know, and like you said, there's always someone that's affected by it, if not them, a family member, somebody they know. And, you know, I would, venture to say most people don't, you know, um, want to talk about it very much or, or they're afraid of the reaction, you know, so, uh, getting up on stage and, and shining a spotlight on it. And I know that you're, you're, um, it's, that's not your whole act, you know what I mean? The, the fact that it's, you know, in, in a public space is, I just think it's, it's a, just a, inspiring but like brave and you were a part of that like how you just said we're all talking about it so much more now like everybody knows uh you know about self-care and taking a mental health day when you need it and you know putting the focus on yourself and your own mental health and people are more apt to talk about it whether it's in their friend circle or it's not um a shameful thing to have a therapist anymore you know people are just talking about it at brunch you know, so, you know, it's come a long way in that 15 or so years, you know, and um, I, I have to say it's, it's, you know, people like, like you and it's, um, it's encouraging. It's so encouraging for people that might be struggling a little bit and they're, you know, out there wanting to go to a comedy show and have a laugh. And then, you know, hearing a little bit about that, I, I feel like it would make them feel good. You know, someone else is going through this. Look at her. She's doing fantastic, you know? So that's I, the, yeah. Oh, go ahead, JD. I'm sorry. No, no, that's it. I think it really helps that you can look at those situations, the addiction problem, the mental health issues with, with put a comedy, a comic side to it because musicians do that all the time. They write, and a lot of times cryptically in the lyrics about their their struggles. But when you get out there and you're just putting it in people's faces, what it is, you know, like Denise said, I'm sure it inspires other people who are struggling to either get help if they didn't have help to see that you could change your life and how much you've changed your life for the better. Um, And I just love the story that you tell about meeting your wife when you were coming out of the hospital. Was that true? That story? She she was your nurse? That's so funny. I that is the only joke I tell on stage. And now I don't do it anymore because I didn't recognize like how uh, people might misconceive that. Uh, no, I was never I never ended up in inpatient. <laughs> My wife is a psych nurse uh, practitioner. So she is in the mental health related field. So uh, the punchline of the joke is, uh, is like in home care without the copay. Um, right. But uh, I don't, but I did not meet her in a hospital. So I had to like remove that joke because she's like, people are going to think that I, you know, right, right. people in the thing. But to go back to about talking about it, like for me, it's like when you talk about something with confidence as an expert, right? We're here to listen. You're like, oh, you know, like Denise, you're going to teach me how to change a light bulb in England, right? You're gonna, right. I'm going to listen to you because it's going to be confident, right? And so same right. like me being able to talk about, you know, my mental health and my substance use with confidence because I'm not ashamed of it. Like it was a, a part of the story. Um, and I, every time I go on stage, I have this little mantra, you know, thank you universe for the journey, the story and my success. And so it wouldn't be without part of, you know that segment of my life that I wouldn't have the story in this part of my journey. So I don't have any shame about it. Um, yeah, like it's, yeah. it's, and then when I talk about it with confidence um, then other people aren't gonna be afraid of it. Right. There's such an image of mental health in America of like, oh, someone with like orange hair that blew up a movie theater or a school. And then they they're like, oh, this person suffers from mental illness. And then they cut to the weather. And that's yeah. just the image 
that's right. being left over and over again. Um, so to have, you know, me get up there and just kind of stop poking fun of it, having a wife that's a psych nurse um, and what that feels like um, living with that at home, uh, it, it's normalizes it because we do live normal, happy, healthy lives. Um, yeah. And then, you know, my day job, I work in recovery for individuals with substance use with dual diagnosis in a harm reduction treatment program to like guide them. It's like, I can't, I can definitely pay, I can show you ways to make it more simpler. Uh, yeah. This journey of recovery is going to be on your own. But my biggest thing is I don't hide from it. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, right. But that's an individual experience and, and their own, their own lived experience to go through. But, um, but, but just by showing up every day and, you know, listen, I keep a full-time job. I have this, you know, part, Done career of being a comic that you know fills my soul to, so that you have work-life balance I have a, a successful relationship so you know people as you know like um love relationships friendships and stuff like that really get damaged when you're not your best self um yeah. but you can you know you're showing me you turn it around like I must be doing something right my wife and I have been together for so long you know yeah um, yeah so just by leading by example and walking the talk is exactly and it also helps me too right like it just keeps me keeps me doing all the right things all the time so you did you meet your wife in your journey in mental health or was that just a coincidence that she was a psych nurse and you have uh, it was a coincidence she was a psych nurse um I met her I I will say that the universe tailor-made her and handed her, delivered her to me um I was at Boston Pride two months after my sobriety uh, having an absolute panic attack and meltdown I didn't want to be there like I'm I'm just not I'm just newly sober like I'm this is way too much for me but a friend of mine wanted to go so I, I winged for her and I'm at the bar and I'm ordering a water. I look over and somebody on the other side of the bar is ordering a water, which caught my eye right away. And then I locked eyes with this woman. And like, you know, like I didn't know it then, but I felt it in my body, like something, but it's also weird that somebody else is ordering a bar, a water at Pride, you know what I mean? Right. Five degrees of Denise lesbian separation. Um, I, <laughs> I knew friends of hers, they introduced me and <laughs> she'll, um, she'll tell you she stalked me for uh, a, a few weeks. Um, oh. I didn't even know our first date was a date. That's like, I was just so empty and broken at the time. And she just, I, but I knew I had this gift and uh, I just polished that gift for the last 14 years. And definitely she was, the universe gave me this gift and was like, I'm gonna give you this, uh, take care of it. And Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. That is so fantastic. It always seems though, like I know when I first met my wife, like I was a bumbling idiot, you know, like I wouldn't even, I mean, here I knew her for three years online and being part of the show, even though she was living in Australia and we would email all the time or she would call into the show. But that first meeting I turned into like a blithering idiot. I couldn't make eye contact with her. She didn't, she thought I hated her. Like she thought I didn't, you know, didn't like her. And it was just like. That's very was, unusual for you, Denise, a bumbling idiot. Right? Like it was, I, I could feel the stupid coming out, but I couldn't control it. You know, it was just like, it was just, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Like, uh, yeah, when you meet the right one, there something goes on there. That's for sure. That is for sure. It was so crazy because like now I'm sober, right? I didn't know how to do life sober. Yeah. That's and so huge. now I'm dating sober. I'm talking like I didn't realize I, I had a social anxiety because I was masking it. Right. right. Like I just right. didn't know. I didn't even know how to be as a person and function as a, as a person. Like it was just all so new. And she just appreciated all, all the quirks and, um, you know, the bumbling idiot that I was. Right, uh, right. So, like, thank God. Yeah, it was, yeah, I was like trying to like, like walk for the first time again. Right. I was going to ask you that, like, because uh, the comedy club scene, you know, kind of is based in, you know, booze, you're in a bar and all that. Like, I mean, right. That's a way of keeping it honest, right? Like keeping that career and doing it sober, you know? Yeah, it, that for the, you know, at the beginning was tough and it wasn't so much about the alcohol and sobriety. Like I just recognized like 
uh, I need to like, it's like I looked, I zoomed out of my life and looked and been like, all right, let's look in what's going on. And all the bad things that happened, alcohol was always involved. So take yeah. that out of the equation and see what happens. And then, so I kind of like looked at it that way. So it wasn't so much about like not being able to drink or being around the alcohol. It was the social aspect of it that I had no idea how to handle. I didn't know what to do and right. panic attacks. And um, like I was started canceling gigs like weeks before a show because I would get myself so worked up or I'd be driving, having a panic attack and be like, I can't do it. And like, then I just had to, to stop again and be like, Amy, this used to be your drug of choice. Like, this is what you needed to survive and now a panic attack is keeping you off stage or you know people trying to talk to you so I just kind of eased into it like all right you, you know show sucks at eight get there at 10 of and leave the minute I was done that way I didn't have to like be around that In the and then I just slowly yeah. yeah like the energy of like just people coming up and talking to you touching you like just it was just so overwhelming um that I just kind of had to like slowly start doing it and then challenge myself to stay a little bit longer and, and, and hang out and talk with people and, and almost just like learning how to be again. Yeah. Um, because I didn't words. realize how, yeah, I didn't know how much, I had no idea how much I was using alcohol to be a human being to, because I just wasn't comfortable in my own skin. I didn't even know who I was as a person without, you know, some gin and tonic. Right. So discovering who I was, um, has been fun that's kind of kind of cool like who i am you know like oh yeah. um but yeah so oh, oh i like mowing the lawn <laughs> <laughs> I, like yeah i really kind of i, I kind of like who i am now you I like know leaves <laughs> yeah. so simple it is it's it's i think um a lot a lot too is that when you do have some kind of um addiction or, you know, you're in it, you know, uh, that kind of, you don't um, appreciate uh, moments, you know, like they're, they're, they happened, you missed it completely, you know, and, and right. you're not living in the know, moment. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're, when you're uh, sober, you just appreciate so much more, you know, and mm -hmm. your talent, I think um, you start becoming laser focused, like things tighten up and you, you've, you know, you just be, I, I, I mean, I feel, I, I haven't seen your act in, you know, forever, but I know that it's probably tighter and more focused and, you know, and, and, the, and you're, because you're not doing it with any booze or crutches or, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I think it's a little bit sharper. The, oh, it's much, my writing is much better, right? I'm a much kinder person on stage. Um, matter of fact, like I can, there was a while like when I was like looking at old tapes of myself and I would just, I'd be down in my writing studio in the garage and I would just bawl, bawl my eyes out, watching old sets of myself going, who are, who did you think you were? Like you, like, because I think the, the alcohol for me created a character. Yeah. And, and it wasn't right. Like it was like this character of Amy T that you know, for some grandiose, like womanizing person that was able to date and do a lot of nonsensical things, but it was a character of something that wasn't me as a person for sure. So now I'm sober watching this, this person on stage going, who is this? And listen right. to this writing. Like it's, it's horrific. Like talking about my dating escapades, um, with such arrogance and, uh, like, and certainly wouldn't fly <laughs> now I know. Oh my God, I yeah. so uh yeah so just like being able to just see that uh is humbling and um but so much more appreciative of like just how much kinder I am and which I think was always me I just got caught up in the life yeah yeah you, 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 you try and put on a, I know you know after doing our podcast for like 10 years um and being that, you know, snarky, sarcastic, you know, um, person, like I, during COVID, I went back and I looked, found some old shows and I'm like, oh, I'll go through these and take out the news and, and the stuff that's not relevant anymore and just edit them down, make them like classic vintage lesbian lounge shows. And I was mortified at some of the things that we, that we would say and do. And I was just like, Oh my God, this, 
this isn't going to fly today, like in 2021, <laughs> like, oh man. So yeah, I do think, and I just, you know, I don't know, maybe it is like getting older. Um, you know, you have been, you've been through it. Um, you have a, an appreciation for where you're at now and, mm-hmm. um, you know, grateful that you made it literally. Mm-hmm. And you, it does have this this kindness wash over you like I remember I was home um not last year maybe the year before and Donna and I got together Jay were you with the we were where we were recording something no because this was at, at Donna's so. down here yeah yeah and oh, and I, well, I don't know we were recording something at Donna's house and we thought we would just drop it on the audio feed and surprise people and I remember her looking at me at one point and going, I don't even know you anymore. You know, like <laughs> I could say, like, I just didn't take the bait, you know, where I would a lot of times and like call her an asshole or, you know, whatever, like it just wasn't in me. And she was just like, oh my God, I don't even know you anymore. But I do think it's just, as you get older, I, I, it does like a kindness does kind of wash over you, you know, like, but, um, so like the with my, even with my parents, like I'm so much more patient with my <laughs> my parents and, you know, like it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, I, but I'm happy about it. Like, I'm not, you know, like I'm absolutely happy about it. What were you saying? I think so too with the alcohol issue that just in itself changes people because I have friends, few friends in particular who had problems with, have problems with alcohol that they turn from being nice, like just over a couple of drinks and it's that other next drink it's a jekyll and hyde yeah, and yeah it just takes that one. Amazing, i don't know if that was because then there are people that are fun drunks you know but i mean when it, you have the the kind of personality where it changes you to be a not nice person i mean do you think that was part of the reason why you're a kinder person now was the did the alcohol change your demeanor towards people uh, yeah and yeah so right like yeah two drinks amy sees a, a blast and and i'm good third one fourth one i don't know what's going to happen am i going to be a blubbering mess am i going to be angry um and like not that i want to because alcohol changes you you as a person anyways changes all of us depending on who we are but also like now put the underlying mental health condition that i didn't know about right. so um right so day to day alcohol changed me depending on the chemistry that was going on for me that I didn't know. So like, you know, you know, you'd be down in P-Town working for a couple of weeks. One night you're at the pie having a couple of drinks and you're fine. The same next day you're having a couple of drinks and those same two drinks knock you on your ass and you're blacked out or people are, you know, recapping the night before. And you're like, I don't remember that any of that, you know, like, and and now like, I'm just, I'm humble enough to be like, I, that had to have been your experience because you're telling me about it and I'm sorry. Um, but I don't remember and that doesn't excuse it. But I, I think back of like, yeah, like, yeah, just knowing what my mental health was like now, uh, what it's like now, I have no idea for how long that was happening. Is that a hard condition to diagnose bipolar? It usually takes a lot of, it typically gets diagnosed in your early 20s. Um, And so, you know, so go back 20 years ago, 25 years ago, for me would be in my early 20s. We definitely were not talking about mental health. That was not talked about in our families, Um, depression and all that. Uh, So it was just, I I was just hiding so much and I can definitely see a trajectory of myself. and then just trauma from a little girl that you just suppressed, you know, like physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, you know, from the time I'm very young that you just suppressed that just like, you just kind of kept putting a manhole cover on it. Like, no, we're just going to bury it, bury it. And finally, like, you know, it starts leaking out a little bit here and there. And then yeah. add a decade of substance use on top of that, it's, it's about to explode. And, and, you know, it finally exploded when I wanted to end my own life. And uh, and I, you know, I'm so grateful that I was able to discover all of that. Uh, and, and, yeah, yeah, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make up for lost time, but I can definitely see the trajectory of my life of those things. But you're supposed, you know, you have depressive episodes and and manic episodes, and I think to myself, like, I don't know, I still question my bipolar diagnosis. We think 
my wife and I think we lean towards more towards the autism spectrum because uh, bipolar makes a lot of sense when I was drinking, but I've been sober. So I don't have that, uh, those cycles. Uh, and I haven't, I, I went off my meds about eight years ago to, as a kind of a experiment and just kind of see, because when I was diagnosed, they were like, all right, you're bipolar disorder, take these meds. And I'm like, okay. And I just did it their way. Right. Like I'm going with the experts. Um, so I would take my meds twice a day. I'd set an alarm on my phone and like, this is part of my responsibility. And then I was like sober for five years. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I don't resonate with this diagnosis. Um, so I talked to my wife and I said, listen, you know, for my five year sobriety, I would like to come off my meds. And she panicked as a psych nurse. She knows what that looks like. She's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, but I don't know who I am. You know, mm -hmm. you asked me like, what are these meds doing for you? I don't know. What do you want me to do? What are, what are they supposed to do? I don't know. Right. Um, right. And, you know, there's not a book that I can look up and be like, oh, after three years, it should feel like this. Like, I don't know what that feels like. So I kind of wanted to like have a clean slate because I literally went from drinking to diagnosed to taking meds and sobriety and like doing all that, you know, healing inside and stuff. So I was doing all that, like working through the trauma and the healing and going to see my therapist. So I was like, let me try to have a clean slate and see what that looks like. And so I went off my, I went off my meds and eventually she'll have the final say if she feels like I never need to, if I have to go back on, she's the final say, like she right. knows me enough. Right. right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm coming up on nine years this June that I've been without my, and not that I'm advocating for that, um, but it was something that I wanted to do to try to, you know, cause uh, just to see, to see what that looked like and use my own coping skills and my own healing um, to see if I could manage life. That's where we're a little, like maybe it isn't really bipolar um, just because it doesn't cycle for me like that. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's, it's so deeply um, case by case, isn't it? You know, like they're, they're, it's, it's broad, you know, and, and uh, I, my, my, um, my wife and her mom both have a little bit of background in like psychology. Her mom was a mental health therapist too. Um, and they really, um, like you said, your your wife would have the final say because she would she would see you know like so we could be watching something and I'll be like is there something wrong with that person you know like because I can't I don't know you know and she'll, mm -hmm. she'll give a clear indicator because she's picked up on a few things and know like oh they're probably on the spectrum you know mm -hmm. and I'm, oh, okay but yep. yeah it's um. It is, it's so case by case that you really can't, you know, speak for anyone other than your yourself, but thank goodness that you have somebody there that would pick up on any kind of behavioral difference or, you know, um, something, you know, that might be not right that you're not recognizing, but, but she would, you know, so that's fantastic. It's like having the guardrails off the, you know, right. I, in the yeah. big girl bed, you know, in the big girl bed, no guardrails. Yeah. No training wheels. I noticed, uh, sorry. <laughs> I noticed that you changed your look um, from your older videos. Like I did a deep dive into your YouTube account. <laughs> oh, that's not creepy. No. Oh, there's <laughs> and, uh, and I noticed that like in your earlier days, you had a whole different look and then you lost, looks like you lost a lot of weight. You changed your hair. You changed your style. Did that go along with you changing is that when you got sober or did you, did that it happen? Did. Just uh, yes. So uh, the weight came off because of sobriety uh, kind of naturally. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, what you want to take, you know, then also like that mind body connection is good for your mental health for all of us. So, you know, eating a little bit better, exercising a little bit better. Um, the hair came when I was driving home from a gig in April one day and I heard on the radio uh, they were doing like a cancer thing for these kids, like shave your head for cancer and raise money for cancer. And I'm riding, I'm listening to the radio ad and I'm like, that's something I could do. I could shave my head for cancer for kids with cancer. Like that's easy enough. And I had real bleach blonde hair. Probably that's what you're thinking of. Um, yeah. And uh, so it was like right after I got, you know, got diagnosed and sober and I was like, oh, I can shave my head. And so I shaved my head and it, like, I look back now and it was, that was almost like another spiritual kind of thing of like just cleansing that old person it's, off of yeah, me. Yeah, it's like cathartic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, now I just kind of, now it's like salt and pepper now, but, uh, 
but Hold yeah, here, girl, I hear you. <laughs> and, and then yeah, just finally like that, like I like I knew this was Valentine's Day, but this is like how I dress when I go to work or on stage. Like I really enjoy being dressed up and kind of flashy and mixing patterns. Um, it was like, now I feel comfortable in my skin to just kind of like be as loud as I want um, and have fun with it. Yeah, it is. It's great. I mean, yeah, I would kill to do a um, a walkthrough of your closet. <laughs> yeah, you said that when her picture popped on. She, you said something like "decked out as always" because you had oh, your really little picture. Your little picture. I'm like, look at her yeah, little picture. She's even dapper in her picture. Yeah, yeah. I love it. it yeah, is. I really it's do. Fantastic. I love fashion. I love getting dressed up. It's a, uh, it's a fun thing for me. It really is. I mean, I always say like it, it makes you, you feel better. You know. Yes, like, you do. Yeah. I was at that. I was at that point this morning. I'm like, you have to dye your hair. You can't keep wearing a hat. <laughs> your roots are like this long. You have to. And the minute you know, it's a pain in the ass. And then the minute you do it, you're like, oh, I feel yep. a little better. I feel a, a little, little better. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little zhuzh. Pulled out a couple uh, white eyebrows. I'm like, that's new. Can't keep holding me. I, uh, I was working with an individual the other day and I had a suit on for, you know, I wear red and pink all the whole month of February or whatever. And uh, so I had a suit on and, and the individual was like, oh, I follow somebody on Instagram that's a lot like you, you know, with all the gray hair. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're dead to me now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I'm 20 years older than you, for Christ's sake. I'm not allowed to have gray hair. <laughs> I go home happen. and I'm like, do I really look that bad? And she's like, no, oh. you look fine. That's so funny. Oh my God. That's so funny. So, what are your Valentine's plans with your wife? Do you guys have something you're doing tonight? Uh, we do not. My wife is the greatest woman in the world because she's not that girl. Like, she doesn't like here's my thing about valentine's day right like you celebrate one day at like 10 times the cost or you just do it all year long right right and that's right. how i like you know so she never cleans her car off with the snow she doesn't take the trash out like <laughs> i do all like all those things you know what i mean so i just do it consistently throughout the year so i don't have to drop a hundred bucks on roses but the first year that we had Valentine's Day together, like, you know, that's the first year that you do everything. Uh, so we stopped celebrating Valentine's Day after this year. I'm opening up my presents and my gift was six weeks to the Brazilian butt lift, the three DVD set. That was what I got for Valentine's Day. Oh, <laughs> oh you got it from her? I got it from her and I'm like, this gift sucks. I don't want this. And she's like, no, no, that's not for you to do. That's for me to do for you so that I have the Brazilian butt lift. Oh, oh wow. Okay. That perspective is okay. <laughs> yes. But if the gift was actually for me, she should have started on New Year's Day so that by six weeks later, <laughs> that's funny you would have the ass that went with the gift that is absolutely <laughs> you secretly started it and then given yeah. you the gift yes. oh my right. god and then just be like oh look this look is what that. i did <laughs> yeah. you know i have like coffee table coasters now i don't have <laughs> <laughs> did it funny. work I said, we just do little things. They like, have never left the package. Like, <laughs> the entertainment center downstairs, I think. That is so damn funny. <laughs> I think, you know, it's, you do think, I mean, that's exactly how we, we do things for each other all the time. You know, little, so we always say like, yeah, like we'll just do like a little something. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that's part that's it. That's a little something, but you know, it's, it's, we actually went out uh, with a, with a friend of ours last night and, and just did like a Valentine's cheers kind of thing at the pub. So done one and done. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It's good. You have to make big fusses over things. I mean, honestly, it's, it's ridiculous, especially in this day and age. It's like, it's, it's enough just to keep your head above water, you know? When I was living in my house, I used, there was a couple that lived two doors away that were, they were like Mr. and Mrs. Perfect. And she was always dressed nice. He was always dressed nice. And one Valentine's day, I had just gotten divorced and my, I just got a puppy. So I was cleaning up all the dog crap on the 
lawn, right? And then <laughs> there I am on Valentine's Day cleaning up the dog shit on the front lawn. And the people on the other side were these two old ladies that were sisters that lived together. And then their friend came over. So the three old ladies get in the car and they go to dinner together for Valentine's Day. And then a, a limo pulls up down the road for Mr. and Mrs. Perfect. She comes out in this long gown. He's got a tux. He runs back in, comes back. He's got a, a rose, a single rose. They get in the car. Oh, like, well, I'm not those old ladies, but I'm not them either. You know, I'm, I'm not Miss Part of that couple. Six months later, a moving van pulls up in front of their house and she gets in and she's gone. So I always thought that was so telling of that didn't mean anything. You know, I thought, yeah. wow, couple. And it wasn't even a year later. And when the, I couldn't believe it, when the moving van pulled up, I thought yeah. they were he stayed and she was gone. I never saw her again. I so yeah right so i think that the real true relationships you don't need that pomp and circumstance to gestures yeah right. it's got to be an everyday thing throughout the year yeah cleaning someone's car you know picking up something they need at the store without them having to ask you things you know yeah. they need yeah. true yeah i think that's what keeps the magic alive right like that's what i call candace she's like magic like things just appear like, you know, she just knows that I want something or what, yeah. So like you just continue to do that throughout the year, then you're always each other's Valentine's. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It's true, right? Like it's it's, it's 365, man. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, my, I, honestly, my wife sent me a TikTok video um, of, a, of, of somebody making a pancake and then putting, before they flipped it, they put a pineapple ring and then flipped it. And she was like, do we have pineapples? And I'm like, no. but what did I do? I Uber eat groceries and I got her to pineapples. So uh, amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, the you know? that's the kind of thing. I love the way you guys do your relationships. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. I, I want to strive for that in my next relationship. Like what you, both of you girls have. I want to do that. <laughs> I feel like I just, I'm just holding out for pineapple pancakes this weekend. Uh, I just decided I am not good at relationships, but you know, there's always hope. There's always <laughs> I think, I, I don't know, Amy, maybe you can uh, talk, talk to this issue, but I do think when you are a performer of any kind and you have uh, gigs and uh, a, a following, you know, um, it's very hard to find a partner that is perfectly okay with that mm -hmm. and will let you be your creative self in the space that you need you know for that job you know mm -hmm. uh, you know to, to to give you that freedom you know if you will and and not be jealous or catty or you know clingy and and all that kind of stuff like give you the space you need for that because that feeds your soul like they don't get that like you've got to find a person that gets that yes and Candace is amazing like you know I, I, I'll joke with her you know if people come up to me after a show or whatever they're kind of flirty I'll, I'll joke with them like I still got it and she'd be like all right okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah so like so you cool. does yeah, like it does take a special person because as you can appreciate, you've gone Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. Like yes. most of your most of the month is is the weekends are gone, and so to have somebody that is not complaining about it, like you're not going to be home. Like she, she actually like is happy about it because you know she works hard at her job. So like if I'm gone a couple nights on the weekends, she's like taking a bath. She's seeing the you know her niece and nephew. So it also gives us that time to have like separate lives as well. But without yeah. the without the nonsense of jealousy or caddy, like she knows I'm coming home, like she trusts me completely. Um, and so, but it does take a special person to kind of understand that and be secure. They need to be secure in their own selves too, right? Yeah. That's a huge so problem. Have, have that. That's always been my problem. I've always had the partner that really resented me being away or working on the weekends or the people that flirt with you when you're at a gig. It's like, you just, you know, that's part of it. And yeah. and if you don't have someone that's secure enough in themselves, like your wife, they get jealous. And then you have to deal with that when you get home. And it's just, it's toxic. It becomes yeah, really it's toxic. noise, right? It's like extra noise. I mean, I dated girls that were like that. Yeah. yeah. It, and it stifles your creativity in such a way that you can't, 
yeah. can't filter it out, you know, and give yourself that, that you can't, yeah. You need, you know? yeah, it's tough. It definitely is tough. Honestly, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I consider myself very blessed to have somebody that goes and do, do whatever you want, you know, <laughs> do whatever you want kind of thing. And we are away a lot, you know, like the, the older my, my, my mom gets, the more I go back to Florida and the longer I stay and her family is still all in Australia and you can't just do like 10 days in Australia because like four of those days you're flying, you know? So it's yep. got to be a good month or so yeah. to get your, your time in. So we are away like long periods of time because of our family situations. And I don't know anybody else that would be okay with that. Mm. No, I really don't. Cause like I, I end up going on my own a lot because of her work. And yeah. when she goes to Australia, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just absolutely not going to fly for 27 <laughs> hours. Not even in, and that's not my wheelhouse. I can barely make it eight or nine to Miami, you know? So it's uh yeah. So we have that, that, you know, uh, and it, it, not that it's a hurdle in, or any, I, like you said, like, I think my wife actually enjoys having the house to herself because I'm always <laughs> here. Like I am always here. She doesn't get <laughs> to herself that much. So yes. yeah. So it's, it works. Cats. I think that's like when you know you found your person, right? Like you just, you just haven't found them yet, JD. Yeah. I have yeah. to hurry up. I feel like the game's almost over. No, <laughs> absolutely not. You have too, you have way too much to give for it to, to be almost over. Yeah. Right? So you're um, you're no. denying, you're denying the world. You know what Candace did? Uh, she was coming out through a long-term breakup before we met, but she had wrote out a list of all the things that this per the next relationship had to have. And not mm -hmm. like, she had like 10 things on her list, I guess. And not six out of the 10, it had to be all 10. Cause she's like, I'll just stay by myself. And she's like, the, the and I guess as we were dating, like I just kept checking off all 10. <laughs> so maybe that's what you get to do. Like the, these are the make it or break it things. You just, and that way it manifests yes. and starts to go, you know, come true. Like you write it down and you send it out into the universe and then but they don't waffle. Don't let a red flag waffle you. Oh, that's, that's the right. thing. I am the biggest blind eye to a red flag. And that's been my problem. You know, or, I just. Or the, I can change that. <laughs> no. 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 No, you don't want to have to change oh, it. Oh, yes. No. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Oh, that'll. I can live with that. Oh, yeah, I can. No, that's that. a compromise. Yeah, that's a compromise. I think to a degree, the other person in my people in my relationships did that with me because they're like, I. Ah, it's manageable. It's manageable. And then after a while, there's too many things. Like I tend to be very OCD with um, keep things being neat and clean and everything in its place, and you know, to the point where not everyone likes to live quite that much that way, you know, but. Maybe that's one of the things, but you know, you're right. I do agree, Amy. I need to make that list and put it out in the universe and not, I think your wife was right to not settle for not all 10 things because um, there's always that one thing that's going to be maybe the thing that becomes huge then that you don't get. So, mm -hmm. uh, and somebody shouldn't have to change you either though. If like, so I was like, oh, I want to come live with you. Everything has its place. Your OCD, like that's me. Like I'm, don't yeah. put it down, put it away. Yeah, my wife. Yes. Right, like it, yeah. Just put your shoes away. Put your jacket away. Put shit away. My wife right. is put it down and walk away. And she's just very <laughs> like whimsy and like and then for a while like sharing a bathroom and all that like would make me insane. And then finally, like she came up to me a little bit. I came down to her and we just kind of like. Yeah. All right, now we have like separate closets and separate bathrooms and yes, yes. everybody wins. Everybody yes. wins. That is yeah. exactly how, how, how we do it here. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't I, 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 have, I have to say, where are the scissors? Uh. <laughs> I don't want to ask that question. They have a place. Why are they not there? That's my, Oh my God. Candace will say this. I'll be like, honey, why are the scissors? They didn't want to live in that drawer today. They live over here today. <laughs> no, you don't get to change 
no, you don't change no, the location. Right. I'm like, it's the measuring cups or spoons. She's like, they wanted to live in over here today. I'm like, no, they right. didn't. No, they didn't. They don't. They don't. They don't live anywhere but in these three spaces. Like that's yes. yeah. the end of You're time. Virgo. Are you a Virgo? Right? Because I, I crack up at those like Virgo things that come up on your Facebook. Like it. Uh, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. I'm a big squealer. That one's like <laughs> the secret to the ends of the earth. I'm like. Oh, uh, I'm like the type of person that, like, the day before Christmas, I'm like, "Do you want to open up like two gifts?" <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm completely in case people know. They know. They will tell me. I'm like, why am I the last to know? And they go, "Cause you're a squealer." I'm like, "Oh, right, right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's exactly right." Awesome. <laughs> well, we have squealed so much tonight, and I'm so thrilled. Hey. I can't appreciate like so much to see and talk to both of you. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was really a, oh, a treat. It, my absolute pleasure. Yeah. I do want to plug your, you got um, a couple of things coming up, right? One of them's on yeah, the Yeah, I got a, yeah, from now until like the end of June is super busy. So I think what the easiest thing is just go to like amytcomedian.com and my full list, you know, my full site is updated and keep, continues to be updated uh, regularly. So thank you so much. Oh. Are you going to be coming down to Florida at all? I'm, I should. My mom lives there, so I should go. <laughs> uh, I should. Reason. Oh, yeah. Is there is there a place I should look into? Yeah, you should look into uh, Arts Garage and Boca Black Box. Uh, okay. Arts Garage is in Delray. Where is your mom? Where does your mom live? Uh, Inglewood, which is near Venice. Oh, okay. That's not on this. Where is that? Well, is I didn't that... say I had to go around. <laughs> I said uh, well, I could go. If you want to come to Del Rey, there's yeah. some really cool places in Boca. Oh, in Boca. Let me know, you know, let me know. And yeah. I'll, I can hook you up with those places. Yeah, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Any little, any little bit of help I can get to branch out, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Thank you. You can arrange for her to be there in... Um... May. That's when I'm there. <laughs> I could make May work. I can I can carve out some time. Here's your homework. That would be, that would be incredible. <laughs> I, I would I would love a big hug. That would be amazing. Oh my God. That'd be so good to catch up in person. Yes. Really cool. <laughs> Go Listen, down all the best to the wife and Thank um you. and all your upcoming gigs. And JD yeah. now you got homework. So yes. I'm gonna do Thank it. you so much. Perfect. Awesome. Happy Like never stop chasing your dreams. <laughs> we drank way too much whiskey. Uh -huh. there, that, see? See? My addiction is